This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is the show exclusive to the Blaze Radio Network, where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. I hope you're having a wonderful, relaxing Saturday or Sunday, or whatever day you happen to listen to this show. I'm having a wonderful week. I'm in a bit of a funny mood today, truth be told, but I'm really looking forward to this show. I'm a bit, I don't know, I'm hyper. What can I say? It's the week before baseball season starts, and hope springs eternal. But we have a jam-packed show for you today. Um, I want to talk to you about conservative traditional principles. I'm going to talk to you about healthcare. I want to talk to you about free trade. And I want to also share some stories with you, something I need to do a lot more of, of what's happening in Europe, some of the issues that are ongoing right now. But before we do, I want to set the stage for what I kind of want to lay out this show about. And I, I, I want to lay out every show like this about principles. But one of the questions I get on a regular basis when I do interviews or when I'm talking to people or when I'm interacting with some new listeners to the show is, you're Irish. Why do you care so much? Why are you so involved? And the answer, honestly, I could spend the next week answering that question and not even come close to all the reasons I love America and why I do what I do. But it all boils down to your history what your nation stands for. It is an idea. An idea and a belief in the individual. An idea that challenged the status quo, that challenged everyone's way of thinking at your founding. And sadly, if America was founded today, it would still be such a revolutionary thought. That that belief in the individual, that the individual is sovereign, that the individual can do anything they need to do, That we don't believe in labels, that we don't believe in classes, that we don't believe in educational status. If you have an idea and you work hard, you can do it. The American dream in in, in so many words. But also because I love the way your system is set up. I love your trilogy of freedom. They lay out everything I believe that needs to be laid out, or the vast majority of it. 
the idea that the individual is sovereign, that they have rights, but they're not they're not from government, they're from God, and the role of government. The role of government, the government's job is not to give rights to people, it is to protect those rights that they already have. Another reason I love your founding, and this is where I want to take this show in the direction of, is I love your founders' view, who were very, they were very smart men, they were very well read, but they also looked around the world and said, do you know what? What do other people do? How do other people rule themselves? How do other people act? How do their politicians, what do they do? How do they do it? And they came up with something that was not a democracy, is not a democracy, and God willing, never will be a democracy, but a constitutional republic. That system of checks and balances, that system of you have a house of representatives that's elected by your people every two years. You have a senate, which is the state body, which is the body for this each and every state. You have the same amount of senators, whether you're a big state or a small state, two and that you can be recalled, and that the states decide. And that's a more of a, a deliberative body, a slow-moving body. And then you have the presidency, the executive, the one-man band, so to speak. That setup is so unique, and it is set up for, for greatness. Your setup ha- does play a big part in your success. That different, that interchanging, that that two years, every four years, every six years. And like the Senate, that it can't just be a, on a whim of election. That you can't just have a, you know, a, a tailwind election. Or a landslide election going in one way or the other in the Senate. You can have it in the House. You can have one party this year having a 100-seat lead. And if things go wrong, you can have a, the ne- other party having a 100-seat lead in the next term. You can't have that in the Senate. That setup, that consistency, that's, that core is wonderful. Now, why did I talk about that? Why did I start with my show with that? Well, because I am a strong defender and believer in your constitution. I love it. I think it's one of the many, many, many reasons that sets you apart. But honestly, that system has been under attack for a hundred and a hundred and fifty years. You now see that you don't have direct elections of senators anymore. You're elected by the people. But the system and the way of government that I love, your way of life that I love and that I defend and that I am so desperate to be part of, is under attack. But it's under attack by more than what people will say it's under attack by. It's under attack by both left and right. It's under attack by the left, the media, and members on the right. And sadly, so many people on the right want to forget about the attacks from the right. The first progressive, the bull moose, was Teddy Roosevelt, a a Republican. I can look back in history and point out all the bad things Republicans have done. But that's for a past show or for a future show. I want to focus in on one individual. 
My job is, and that I see my job, is setting the record straight and portraying the values and principles I know you used to hold dear and that I believe many of you still do and portray them and give you encouragement that says you're not alone. But this week, sorry, last week, I think it was, a person on the right decided to come out and basically lambast the Freedom Caucus. I will def- I will set the record straight. I don't care if you're left, right, top, straight, middle or the bottom. If you lambast and talk about unconstitutional things and, and non-traditional conservatives while bashing conservatives, I'm going to do my best to set the record straight. I don't care who you belong to. You can be a work colleague for all I care. I'm going to set the record straight. This week, Congressman from Texas... Republican congressman from Texas. A congressman from Texas who has an 87% lifetime score with FreedomWorks and a 92% lifetime score with the ACU, the Conservative Union. So this is not a John McCain, Lindsey Graham, moderate, squishy Republican. So step forward, Ted Poe, and he said a couple of things which we need to address, and I'm going to do after. So just hear what he said. The the Freedom Caucus has always been the opposition caucus and against the Democrats. And now when we are in the majority, it continues to be the opposition caucus against anything in the Republican Party. And we had not been included in the past, but we were included in the health care replacement bill. I mean, we spent an hour and a half with the president of the United States, the vice president, members of the cabinet talking and making compromise. And compromises were made. Things were added to the bill based upon the input of the Freedom Caucus. But then at the end of the day, no, it was easier to vote no. And so I'm angry about that. I think it's time that we lead and continue not to say no on everything that takes place uh, when bills come forward in the House of Representatives. Well, so look, since the president... Stop. Wow. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That is... Congressman from Texas, Ted Poe. So first of all, I have a load of things to say about this, so let's address this point by point. First of all, just a small thing. Do people care about their optics anymore? Of how they look or how they sound? Like, I don't know about you, but every time I hear that, I kind of go, it makes you sound so cheap and so needy that the president spent 90 minutes with you and then you felt compelled to vote for us. Is that all it takes? Oh, well, he spent 90, or any president spent 90 minutes with me and they listened to me. So, of course, I have to vote yes. Do you realize how needy that makes you sound? Second point. That you only say no to stuff. I would dare say the problem in America right now with your Congress and your politicians, it's not that the Freedom Caucus and people say no. It's that so many people on left and right say yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, vote. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't spend money fast enough. I can't rule fast enough. I can't legislate fast enough. Yes, 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 yes. That is the problem in America, not no, not people saying no, not people dropping this bill and saying they wouldn't vote for it. 
It's like we have forgotten. Do you remember when a couple of years ago when Obama said, I have a pen and I have a phone? And everyone mocked him for, on the rice usually, for such outrageous dictatorial comments. Now, these are not as blatant as Obama's, I have a pen and I have a phone, but they are as equally as ignorant. Because we act today like the Constitution is this old document that we never read or we never pay any attention to. All while we talk about the Constitution and, thinking it's the gr- and talking like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, how about we look back in history? How about we take a little trip together? Because what they were discussing and what he left the Freedom Caucus over was healthcare. Effectively, a bill over healthcare. Repeal and replace Obamacare. It's like we don't understand what's in the Constitution. It's almost like we kind of go, well, the Constitution's over there, it's full of dust and it's full of grime, and I read it sometime, maybe I read it on 4th of July, but it's just, I don't pay any attention to it. But I'll talk about it all the time. It's almost like we've forgotten that, you know, those great men, those founders who are so smart, it's almost like we've forgotten, like, there's that thing, what's that word thing, what's that legal term? I'm trying to think, what's that? Oh, yes, enumerated powers. It's almost like we've just totally forgotten about it. And what makes it even more annoying for a congressman is... It's not like you have to read very far into the Constitution. It's not like you have to read Article 5 or 6, you know, where you oh, I got to read all 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 to find it. It's in the first article. Article 1 of the Constitution is basically defines the role of Congress. Section 8 contains the numerated powers of Article 1, which is Congress. So let's play a little game, shall we? Let's have a bit of fun, because I'm in a bit of a quirky mood. Let's see if Congressman Poe is right, that all people ever do is say no. Well, let's see about the Constitution, shall we? You know, let's let's blow the dust off that old boy, huh? Let's walk and talk and, and talk about the Constitution. Let's go through all the clauses in Article 8 of what your founders, the men you're supposed to revere, which are supposed to be great men, and you're supposed to revere this document. So let's see, can we find healthcare anywhere? And bear in mind, you know, disclaimer for this, we're not liberals. We're not going to use, well, the general welfare clause, that can be anything. Or the commerce clause, that can just, that if it applies to commerce, it means it's in the commerce clause. We're not liberals. We're actually people who call me crazy for saying this, but believe in the Constitution, believe in your founders, believe in the founders' spirit behind the words in the Constitution, and also talk about the Constitution. So let's play along, shall we? Are you ready? So, Section 8, here we go, baby. Clause 1, the power to tax and spend. Hmm, do I see health care in the power to tax and spend? Hmm, well, if I was a liberal, I might say yes, because I'd be like, John Roberts, it is a tax, it isn't a tax, it is a tax, it isn't a tax, it is a tax, it isn't a tax. God, I'm dizzy just talking about that. But no, we're not liberals and we're not John Roberts. We actually have read the Constitution. So, is healthcare in Clause 1 the power to tax and spend? Hmm, nope. How about Clause 2, borrowing power? Nope. Clause 3, the commerce power? Mm-mm. Clause 4, naturalization and bankruptcies. Well, if I was a liberal, I might go, well, do you know how many people are going to go bankrupt with, with this Obamacare and this replacement? 
But again, we're not liberals. It's, it's, it must be so easy to be a liberal, by the way. Just You can just use any word you want. But no, it's not in Clause 4. Clause 5 and 6, the money text. Well, money changes hands. You give money to the insurance company, right? Nope. Clause 7, the post office text. Hmm, I wonder how a liberal can make Obamacare into the post office text. Huh. Well, the the, the, the postman does deliver the, the insurance check and, and the insurance statement to you. Clause 8, copyrights and patents. Nope. Clause 9, the creation of the courts. Nope. Clause 10, the maritime crimes. <laughs> no. Clauses 11, 12, 13, and 14, the war and military establishment clauses. <laughs> healthcare? No, I don't see healthcare there either. The militia text in 15 and 16 of Article 1, Section 8. Nope. How about Clause 17, the District of Columbia and the Federal Property Explanation? Mm, no, don't see healthcare there either. And it's time for last but not least, the Necessary and Proper Clause. No, I don't see healthcare there either. So, Congressman Poe, the problem in Congress right now is not that people are saying no, that people just want to be in opposition. If you believe in the Constitution and you read your history, the problem is not that people have said no, the problem is people have said yes. People have said yes on all sides to non-constitutional ideas, non-constitutional, non-founding fathers, believing ideas. The problem is your, your politicians for the last 100, 150 years have acted more like European sellout, utopian politicians closer to those than those of your founding fathers. And that is the so sad and cold, hard truth. But lastly, I want to address one other thing. That it's easy to say no. Have you seen some of the stuff that's going on? Do you think it's easy to, to be at the end of a president's tweet calling you out? Do you think it's easy to be told by the administration that anyone who votes no is going to be primaried in the next election? Do you think that's easy to stand up to that? Do you think it's easy to stand up to your colleagues? I can think the easy answer is to vote yes. It's just to do something. Well, look, you know, I know Obamacare isn't perfect, but we did something. That, sir, is the easy road. The hard road is to have principles. That is true in 2017. It was true 100 years ago, and it's true 1,000 years ago. It is true throughout the history of this world. It is easy to go along to get along, which is what you're doing. But it's hard to believe in something, to believe in a principle, and to follow it, even when everyone else says you're wrong and attacks you for it. That, sir, is not easy. That, sir, is called integrity. That, sir, is called honour. And I do believe your founder said that was sacred somewhere. I can't remember where, but I do believe it was in one of your documents. Oh, yes, the Declaration of Independence. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I do believe they were your founder's words. So, sir, with great respect, but you're full of baloney. Don't go anywhere, America. I'll be right back, because I still have a lot more I want to talk to you about. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. 
I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.